The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three kids and wife to a touring artist. And I'm Jessica Diamond, a registered dietitian nutritionist with a master's in public health. And this is Meaningful Living. Every week, we're breaking down the overwhelming amount of parenting, nutrition, and lifestyle information into credible knowledge and simple tools. The Cliff Notes Guide to Feeling Confident in Your Everyday Choices. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Yay, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for being here. We're so excited to see you. I'm so excited to see you. And you know that we are talking about Valentine's Day because it's just around the corner. And we're like, who else than Kaylee Dickerson on our podcast for Valentine's Day? That is, I'm very honored. Very honored. You were like the mascot of love. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm putting that on my Instagram bio. That's actually a perfect bio. Ever since. I'm a mascot for love. Yeah. Ever since I met you and and Russ, I was inspired by your love. When we met at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, that fateful day. That fateful day. It was instant love for us also and you. I was like, wow, I we would be great friends. I really like that girl. She was so nice. I know. So I you know, when you just, you see someone and you're like, I just love them. And I, I think I have to be friends with them. And also like, I want what they have. And just ever since. You know, Tyler and I are both so inspired by you guys and your love. You have such a special relationship. And so just for our listeners' sake, can you just touch on your love story and then share some advice for anyone that is looking for the kind of relationship or love that you guys have? Wow. That is, I could, I could, we could be here for a year talking about all that. (laughs) I... My husband and I have been married for eight years, I think, eight years. And we've been together over a decade. Uh, we started dating in 2011, our senior year of college. And we'd been friends for two years before that. So I would say that is a major piece of like who we are and why we're so obsessed with each other is like we were obsessed with each other without all the other benefits of like being in a relationship. And then you add that in and it's just like over the top, you know, you're like, I could hang out with you all day, every day. I love making out with you. Life is great. But we broke up for a month after college. And in that month, we really just kind of like figured out what we really wanted. It was like, we're all in or we're not. And we got to figure this out. And it's funny. I had a dream last night of that like season. No way. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I woke up and it was so funny because in the dream, I looked at him and I was saying, we both need to like go. We have like a month. Let's figure this out. You do what you need to do. I'm going to do what I need to do. And then, but I was looking at him and I was like, but he's, you're my favorite person. And I was like, I don't want anyone else to have you. Like, you're the best person I know. Why on earth would I not be with you? And why would I want someone else to get the best person I know Mm -hmm. in the dream, which isn't actually how it all went down, but it was similar, like looking back, it makes sense. I'm like, yeah, like I didn't necessarily, we were friends for so long that we weren't like, oh, wow, we're going to get married and all of that. But he was legitimately like the best person I knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, why on earth would I not want, not want that? Like I was dating guys that were fine, but at some point I shifted. I've always wanted kids and wanted to be a mom. And so I shifted who I was dating. Cause I was like, I kept dating guys that I was like, I can work with this. I'm a fixer, which is a problem. <laughs> I can mold and, them. Yeah. I was like, I can, I can work with this. Like, 
he's decent, you know, like I can, I will, we'll figure this out. He'll come to know Jesus. He'll become a better dude. Life will be great. And I was like, why am I keep, why do I keep doing this? And eventually I was like, I need to raise the standard on who I'm dating to who I want to raise my kids. Cause I was like, what if God forbid something happened to me, whoever I'm with is going to raise my kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that like shook me to my core one day, like in college, I always took this way too seriously. Like I broke <laughs> up with my boyfriends in sophomore year of high school being like, I can't see you as my husband. Like I was, I don't know. I just, it, I think it's because my brothers got, I'm the youngest. My brothers are so much older. My oldest brother got married when I was seven. And so I watched relationships my whole life. I watched ones that worked and ones that didn't. And I got so attached to their girlfriends because I'm the only girl. So there'd be like a girl around. And I'm like, oh, she could be my sister. This is awesome. And then they'd break up and I, they'd have to like come oh. sit me down and tell me I was never going to see this person again. And it was horrible and I would cry and they would just be like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, it's not fine. (laughs) And you're one of six. I'm one of six. Yeah. So five older brothers. And I just watched, I was always so fascinated by love. Like what made that relationship work and not that one? I just kind of watched it my whole life. And probably because I was so heartbroken by their breakups, I didn't want breakups in my future. I think I was like, unless I'm not going to get super attached to you just to end it because I don't, I don't handle that. Well, I don't enjoy that. I don't like saying goodbye. I don't like endings. And so I would, if I couldn't see it, I was like, Nope, we're going to cut this off before I get too attached. Like every relationship I broke up with them within two months, every time I was like, I can tell within two months. Yes. No. Yes. No. Wow. That probably saved a lot of heartache. It did, except for the one that got through that was not two months. <laughs> oh. That one was like almost oh, yeah, two yeah, years. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I learned a lot. I'm really grateful for that relationship because I think there was a lot of things that went wrong and it taught me how to be preventative mm-hmm. and how to like be proactive in a relationship and not just on the defense of like how to protect your marriage, but how to protect it proactively. If that makes any sense. It does. It does make sense. Wait, so then you guys were friends and then started dating. Who initiated the dating side from the friendship? Well, I am an advocate. I am a little old school. I like a dude to do the pursuing. I was never the one that was like going for it. I waited for them to say, I love you first. I waited for him to say he wanted to date. And so a lot of things in our relationship took longer because of that. Uh, But and it taught me a lot of patience and trusting like God's timing on stuff too. Cause I couldn't, he never was fully like a safe place. He was never like, we're going to get married. I'm not, ne- ne- you're never going to get hurt. It was none of that. So I, I felt like God kept giving me these green lights, like small ones of trusting that it was going to work. And so I just kind of kept waiting. And so we, I remember we were on the side of a building for a graduation party. So it was our end of our junior year. And it was truly like, the, who sings the song, uh, Thompson Square? Thompson. Are you going to kiss me or not? Yes. Are you going to kiss me or not? <laughs> it was a straight up Thompson Square. Are you going to kiss me or not moment? Like I, they hadn't written this song though. So technically we did this on our own, but I was standing there and I looked at him like dead in the face. And I was like, are you going to kiss me or not? Like I'm leaning against the wall, giving him all the signs. Like, <laughs> like we'd been inside. It was like a party. We were dancing together. We ended up outside. I'm leaning against this wall. I'm like, kiss me. And he wasn't. And I was like, are you going to kiss me or not? And he was, this is crazy to me, but he was like, I've never made 
the first move. I was like, who have you been hanging around? Like who is like <laughs> cracking you with their lips? Like what's happening? And I was like, that wasn't, that is just not me. I was like, well, then this is never going to happen. And then he grabbed me and kissed me. It was very cinematic. It was very cute. Aww. And then it got confusing because he is just such a tender boy. He's like, I made out with you and we're not dating and I'm confused. And I was like, okay, well, let's just be friends and like hang out and be friends. Okay. And so we did for like a month, a little more like, do we like each other or not? It was a little different. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he was like, yeah, I like you. Let's, let's start dating. So we did. I don't and think I knew that kiss story. I love that. Really? You did it? No, yeah, it's so cute. It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. I, I don't I don't know. I don't tell it all the time, but he it was really cute. And then we dated a year and he wouldn't say I love you. And he'd never told me that it was his plan to reserve that for when he proposed. And I was like, that would be something you should tell someone, the person. <laughs> so helpful. Very <laughs> needed information. Yeah, that would be really good to know. So I didn't know that. And but I knew he loved me. And so I was like, why isn't he freaking telling me? This is like not attractive to me. So I'm going to break up with him because he doesn't have the guts. And like, he can't like lead a family well if he doesn't have guts. Mm-hmm. And because you know me, I'm just so family. I need my family, man. And so anyway, he, I went home that night and I was like, I'm breaking up with him. I feel like you showed me this was him. And I had this crazy, like supernatural experience that night of like, basically God showing up and giving me so much peace and joy that I was like, what is happening to me? <laughs> I'd never experienced anything like that. And I was like, okay, I guess I won't break up with him. And then like a month later, he broke up with me and he was like, you're not the one I'm going to be on the road and touring. And I was like, okay. I was like, you're wrong, but do whatever you have to do. And he started crying before I did. I was like, why are you crying? And he was like, well, you're my best friend. I'm going to miss you. And I was like, yeah, I don't understand why you're doing this, but go ahead. And then that's when, you know, a month later, got back together, ran into each other, kind of. He, it's a it's a complicated story, but he it could be appearing that I was a stalker, but I wasn't. <laughs> I, I went, I took his roommate out. His roommate, well, I was friends with all of his friends. We were all buddies from college. And he was like, He's like, I understand you and Russ broke up, but we didn't. So can we hang out? And so I took him out that night. Like I, I was the DD and drove him home and then went in their house to use the bathroom. And so it can appear that I was stalking and like trying to see him, but it is what it is. We got back together. It all worked out. It all worked out. So yeah. I love that you were so confident in, in his decision and you knew like you knew your worth in that and you were like, okay, well, yeah. You're like, I know you're wrong, but yeah. go figure it out. And I, I remember being okay with I, that. Yeah, I believe I was like, I believe in you have a person like and I was like, I believed in it until this, because if we don't get back together, why would I be punished? Because you can't figure it out. Is what I said. <laughs> You've always I was, been I was, so good with words. I was very sure. Well, I just like had that crazy experience, like in my room that night, almost breaking up with him. Yeah. And like, I was like, God, I just, if I'm supposed to be with him, you have to fill me with joy like right now. And I, I don't know why I prayed that. I'd never heard of someone praying that when he was like, you're not, I, I was so sure I, I had never experienced something. I was like, well, I've, I'm confident that it's supposed to be you and me and do whatever you have to do. And I'm so thankful for that season for both of us. Like I needed to know that I know that I know, and he needed to know that he knew that he knew. And 
he had never like made out with a girl. He's so like sweet and tender. Like he never made out with a girl after a show. So he was like thinking, I'm going to live this rock star life. And, <laughs> you know, and he like made out with one girl after a show and like was his conscience, like could not stand it. It was like, he was like, this is horrible. I hate this. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm glad you experienced that if that's what you needed to experience. And, you know, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a long story, but it's, even it just that little experience, I think is so important for everybody to have, for you guys to have that month, just to know for sure, because I don't know, I feel like it'd be so hard to just go right into the this perfect relationship because then you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know yeah. what you were, I don't know. What am you I don't want to force, you don't want to force it either. Like if they're, if they're not like, even if you're confident, you want them to be confident too. Exactly. And that's, and that's where I was like, if he can't get there then it'll be someone else for me. And I, my prayer always dating was, God, if this isn't your best for me, take it. I don't want it. I don't want, I don't want to be in control. I don't want to steer the ship. Like, you know, things that I don't know about the person I'm dating. You know what it's going to look like when they lose a parent. You know what they're going to be like if we lose a child someday. Like, you know how they're going to respond and what kind of person they're going to be. Things that you can't see within like a year or two of dating. And so I was like, you're going to know my person better than me. And I just want you to pick them. And so I was really, I was like, if this, and I remember when we broke up, I I prayed the same thing, even all the way until we got married. I was like, if you want to take him, you still can. Like, I trust you completely. And I remember when we broke up, I was like, man, I don't know how you're going to top this one. Like, I don't know something better. If you could possibly have something better for me, I can't imagine that. And I was like, but all right, I guess he's out there if it's not him. Yeah. And obviously it was him. So it all worked out, but and now here all, you guys are. Yeah. It wasn't all smooth sailing, you know, like, yeah. it was hard to date someone who was, he was terrified of commitment. If you ever talk Enneagram on here, he's a seven, which is fear of commitment. And so now it all makes so much sense. Cause I didn't know anything about any of that, but right. I just knew, I just knew him and I was like, he's afraid of this, but once he's all in, he's all in. And so we spent a lot of time with him, like half in, half out. And he was always a gentleman, like such a good dude that it was never disrespectful in that way. But it was hard to like open your heart completely to someone that you weren't sure was going to stay. But that, yeah, but he did. So (laughs) worked out. He did. And knowing Russell now, it's so funny because I mean, he's just the all in husband. Like, yeah. Every day is Valentine's Day for you guys. It's not just like one day a year. It's every single day. It's so fun to watch. But I love also that you were praying for that, that you put your trust fully in God. And that's also another thing that I so admire about you. You fully put your trust in God in that moment because then the pressure wasn't on you. It wasn't like you had to make this happen because I think so many of us, I mean, myself included in the past, prior to meeting Tyler, I kind of was like, the pressure was on like, oh, is this the guy I'm supposed to marry? Oh my gosh. And then the pressure was on to like, say the right thing and do the right thing and be this person. And it was kind of exhausting. It never worked. Mm -hmm. And guys just sense that. Well, guys and girls just sense that. And it's kind of a turnoff, but what you're doing is such a turn on because it's like, you are so confident in you. You're confident in your relationship with God. And it's like, all right, I'm here. So when you're ready, let me know. 
You all know I have been on such a DIY kick for some time now, and I am loving Claire Paints. If you've been wanting to paint literally any part of your home, big or small, you have to try Claire. Like so many, I was procrastinating for so long with painting Bryce's room. Um, You know, I've never actually painted a room myself and I wouldn't consider myself a DIYer at all. So I didn't know where to start with the options and finding zero VOC paint. So you get it. Took me a little while. That's when Claire came into my life. And now I'm on a painting kick and loving it. It's amazing what a fresh layer of paint can do. Okay, so what makes Claire so special? They're a new online paint brand that makes paint shopping easy and fun from start to finish. All the colors are designer curated because the founder and CEO of the company is an interior designer and has great taste, which means fewer, better colors that are expertly curated. So there's none of those thousands of endless options that are overwhelming. Once you find some colors you like, they send you these mess-free peel and stick paint swatches. They're really my favorite part. You can move them around and they don't damage your walls. So it just makes finding the right color so convenient and so fun. And then you pick your color and they send you the best premium paint and supplies straight to your door. On top of that, the quality of Claire paint is incredible. We're all about finding and using products that we feel good about for a healthy home. And all of Claire's paints are zero VOC paint and Green Guard Gold certified and meet the most stringent chemical emission standards. They're formulated without any toxic air contaminants and without any hazardous air pollutants or EPA chemicals of concern. Basically, Claire is perfect for painting a nursery or your entire home, whether you have kids or not. They have literally thought through every detail to help make your paint project easy, inspiring, and just really hassle-free so you can paint with confidence and without leaving your home at all. If you're thinking about painting any space, you've got to try Claire. Visit Claire at www.claire.com slash living to get started and use code living to receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. That's www.claire.com slash living with code living for $5 off. Try them and show us your rooms you're painting. Now let's get back to Kaylee. Hey, Fidel Curry Lee here. So can we all agree that mental health is okay to discuss and doesn't have to be so taboo? Life throws curveballs at us on a daily, and the least we can do is cater to the relationship that we have with ourselves. So catch a new episode of my podcast, Because Life, every Wednesday to hear me and a mental health professional go there as we dive deep, be vulnerable, probably cry, and definitely laugh to discuss issues we all battle that become part of our mental health journey. Look, I get it. Life is hard, but talking about it together can make it a little bit easier. Tune in every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And I think that is a a big testament to my dad and having five older brothers that like, I couldn't have gotten more male attention if I tried as like a child. Like I just, they were so lovey and sweet and like, yeah, they were tough on me. Like, I did not get the princess. Everyone's like, oh, you were such a princess. I'm like, no, I, I was out cutting the grass while they were playing video games and the lawnmower started flying backwards because the transmission died and I had to jump off of it. You know, like, I'm like, why weren't they cutting the grass? Like they were inside playing Zelda and I'm out there (laughs) dying on the lawnmower or like, I'd be like, oh, like load the wood box or like carry the trash up. And they're like, you can do it. My whole life was like anything they could do. I could do. And I'm grateful they like raised me like that. It wasn't on purpose. I don't think they're like adolescent boys. They weren't like, we're going to raise her to be a strong woman. You know, you just did what they did. It was like, it was a house of boys and one of them. And, Mm -hmm. and so 
I don't know. I've just always really loved, I've always loved guys. And I like, I've always loved relationships. And I think that's why I enjoy them so much because I love seeing both sides, like the girl side, because I am a girl, right? So like I have hormones and emotions and I have to tap into them a little more than most girls, I think, like emotion wise. I'm like, oh, how am I feeling? When's the last time I asked myself that? But I, I just knew what the guy was thinking or like how it was being perceived when it was said a certain way. And mm-hmm. I felt like I had like a secret translation to boys just because I understood them honestly more than I understood girls. And like getting to college in a room, a dorm full of girls, I was like, that was the most terrifying experience I think of my entire life. People are running around in sports bras and like, I was like, where are your clothes? Like I, I grew up in a house with no lock on my door. So I would like change in front of the door so that if they happened to open, I wouldn't be like half dressed. Like I didn't run around in a towel. Like, I, like it was just me and brothers. So it's just so, I felt like so fish out of water initially in college. And then I found like yeah. amazing girlfriends and, but it took me a second to kind of navigate the female side of relationships as opposed like, I always yeah, had guy friends. Change. Yeah. It was a big change. A well, huge... same for you. I mean, you were an only child. Yeah. That had to have been like, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Yeah. That was tough actually. But I think I, I was so hungry for siblings that I was like, <laughs> attaching myself to everybody. Like, okay, you're my sister. You're my sister. <laughs> you're the sister I never had. No, you're the sister I never had. <laughs> but then I think sometimes I do have that kind of like tendency to kind of isolate myself because I'm an only child. So I have to remind myself that and kind of get myself back into socialization sometimes. But yeah, it is interesting. Sibling dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Something that I want to touch on is intimacy. Mm-hmm. because you and Russ are goals in so many ways. And I feel like I can talk about this because we are so close. And yes. if it's not okay, we can take it out. But <laughs> no, it's totally fine. <laughs> I, I come to expect it. I was like, I was like, she's definitely going to want to talk about this, which is fine because you're one of the few people we do talk about it with in like regular at the dinner table kind of conversation, which may be weird or may not. I don't know. We're just that close, you know? Right. Well, Tyler and I joke about it too, and and we admire it so much in you and Russ, but I know that one of your goals is to aim to have sex every day and correct me if I'm wrong with this, but we laugh sometimes also when we're like, oh, we're on the Dickerson schedule this week. And so- Way to go, guys. I know, I know. But then, you know, some seasons were just so the opposite, but can you share why that's so important to you? And like the relational benefits that you have seen in that. Yeah. So funny. No one ever told me this. No, this was not like some book I read. It was just one day. I think part of it is my parents are so much older. They had me at 42. They had my oldest brother at 22 and me at 42. So I didn't really see by the time I was like absorbing their relationship, they were not in the lovey-dovey phase of their marriage. And they definitely had that, but I didn't really get to witness it. And I did witness it with my brothers. And so part of it to me was what I was saying, that like proactive, offensive thing in my marriage of, I want to be sure that we're always like this. And I was like, well, how do I be sure that we're always like this? I'm like, oh, you have to prioritize things like sex in the same way I prioritize and my husband prioritizes having conversations with me. So there is a book I I read called His Needs, Her Needs when we were engaged. 
And it was really interesting. It was a list of 10 basic needs in a relationship. And stereotypically, men and women, so the women's list, women's list goes from 10 to one, 10 being like conversation. So usually to feel connected, we need to have a heart to heart, face to face, that kind of thing. And for men to feel connected, they need sex. So that's one. So like our, it's 10 to one for us and one to 10 for them. So like our greatest thing is the opposite of their greatest thing. And I think that's kind of unique about making a a well-rounded relationship, right? So you need all those things. So if it was just, we both just loved talking and never had sex, you're missing a big piece. So the fact that they are kind of yin and yang really rounds out a relationship, I think that wasn't in the book. But when I read it, I was like, that's an interesting concept that you need all of it. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, when we were newlyweds is when this happened. Haley and I have been friends a long time. So when we were newlyweds, I was like, we're going to have sex every day. That's what we have nothing else to do. Mind you, we were so poor. We, we also (laughs) tour. my husband does country music also. And so at the time he had nothing going on, no song on the radio. He didn't even have a publishing deal. He was just like writing songs. So there was like no excuse to not have sex. There was like, we had nothing to do and we couldn't, we were so poor. We couldn't go anywhere and spend any money. So it was like, well, we're at home together. Like, and not like you want it to be a checklist. Like it became fun. And I think the more you prioritize it, the the more you have an appetite for it. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things, the more you do, the more you want it. And I, I noticed that even for us, like we have a, we have a kid now, like it's not every day like this. I am not that person that if I don't, it's the days of failure. Like if I don't check off all these different things that I need to do, I don't get so hard on myself. When we first got married, like I was saying, my it's harder for me to talk about emotions. I'm not saying this is like prescriptive for everybody, but I felt the nudge like this was going to be good for us. And I realized later if something was wrong, I couldn't just harbor it because in the back of my mind, I was like, well, we're having sex later. And if we're going to have sex later, I'm going to need to talk about this. And so it was really healing and good for me to create a practice of, hey, that really hurt my feelings earlier. I just need to tell you that. Or, hey, this is really bothering me that's going on. We, I need to talk about this other thing before I can. It just made me open up to him. And now I'm used to it. But back then I wasn't. And it, it taught me how to do that. And what's interesting is a lot of people give what they need to, they want to receive, right? Like that's the most basic, like I would love a coffee subscription. So I'm going to give it to Haley, but Haley doesn't really drink coffee. That's not loving Haley. Haley likes tea. So like that concept in relationships is giving what they need as opposed to what you need. Which and is it's so hard to do sometimes, right? Yeah. Like it is so hard for us to to imagine what that that their love language isn't the same love language as ours. Exactly. And it takes more like brain power and to process and think about someone else and all of that. And what was interesting, one of the observations you asked about is what I noticed is girls really want the sappy flower husband. And they usually wait for that to be physical with their husband and intimate with their husband. But what I noticed is when I was intimate with my husband, the the cycle that it created the next morning and the next day, he was sappy and mushy and was like, I'm going to bring your flowers because I want to, because it, it really does in a different book I read. I can't remember. I think it was like the good girl's guide to great sex or something. <laughs> I read a lot of books about that and it's a terrible title and the, and the cover is not great either, but I enjoyed that book. And I think it's in there. She says, 
the same hormone we release breastfeeding, which is y'all are going to know the name of it. I can't remember. Oxytocin. Oxytocin is the only time men release it is after sex. So that same hormone that creates that connectedness and that, that like cuddly, mushy feeling happens after they have sex. And so that is, that's when I, I was like, oh, that's what I'm realizing is he is not, not nice. He's always nice. <laughs> he's like so extra mushy and cute and like all that. He's, more. he's meeting the needs that you wanted and, yeah, exactly. and meeting the needs he wanted. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just this beautiful cycle of, I think just kind of how God made it to be, you know, it wasn't so, well, I'm having, we're having sex because he needs it. Um, also, that's a lie. We need to cut that out too. Like girls, it's okay <laughs> to love having sex too, you know, and we have a rule in our house. It's a one-to-one ratio on, you know, finishing things. Like this is not a, this is not a your shop, my shop. It is, it is both right? or both. And when I totally. hear some girls, when I hear some girls that like, that's not the case. I'm like, well, no wonder you don't like having sex. Right. I'm like, totally. y'all need to, y'all need to work through that. So I'm not a sex therapist by any means. I just uh, love my husband and I love, I think it's really beneficial in marriage. I do. I have so many questions because I, <laughs> I love this, but I have, I have some questions here. Number one is I've, there's, I've heard a lot of people say like schedule sex, right? Especially after you have kids, like schedule it at like five in the morning or six in the morning, like before your kids get up. And I think it sounds so forced, right? Like it sounds like it's so unnatural, but I think that when you have, when you carve out time that, you know, it's happening, you both know it's happening and you can make it a priority. You have kids now and you, you don't do it every day. Right. But on those days where you're like, okay, today is going to be a day, but I'm really just not in the mood. Like I'm not feeling it. Does that ever happen to you? And what do you do? Yes. And I, it's kind of like, I equate it to working out. I never feel like working out, like never, but I do feel like having sex most of the time, but it's one of those things that like you choose to do it and you create a discipline and you're like, just give me a second. Like I just like, even last night, TMI, but I like, we made out more, you know, and like, and I was like, that really does it for me. I'm like, I like when you kiss me and like that. And he was like, this is good for me to know. I was like, yes. And it, it, I wasn't necessarily feeling it. Like we were tired and it was the end of the day and we have a kid and our house is a tornado. We did like 45 loads of laundry yesterday because we've been behind for like weeks. So it was just one of those days. And, and I was like, you know what, I'm not going to regret this. Like it's one of just like working out or like spending like quiet time. You don't always feel like it, but after you do, you're like, I'm so glad I did that. Mm-hmm. It's just like a discipline. You're like, you know what? Let's do it. And I'm never mad that we did, you know? I know. We always say that afterwards. We're like, oh my gosh. Why don't we do this even time? questioning this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our favorite things, Ritual Vitamins. You've heard me talk about Ritual for a long time because I'm so obsessed with their vitamins. I take them every day. And it's a dream come true to have them as a sponsor of our podcast. If you're not already taking a multivitamin, you should definitely look into Ritual as the way to go. So here's the deal. Gaps in our diet shouldn't be ignored. Nutrition is important and not only when we're pregnant or trying to get pregnant. Here's some stats that blew me away when I heard them. Over 97% of women ages 19 to 50 aren't getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% aren't getting their recommended intake of omega-3s. 
Rituals Essential for Women 18 and Up Multivitamin was made by tons of research to fill in the nutrient gaps of women ages 18 and up. It's formulated with the nutrients needed to help support what matters most, our brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. I initially got hooked on Rituals prenatal vitamin, the quality of the ingredients, the taste, it has a minty taste, and it never upsets my stomach, which is key for me. And I switched over to their multivitamin now that I'm not pregnant. I love every part of it. I am super picky when it comes to vitamins and supplements because first of all, my body is super sensitive when it comes to vitamins. And secondly, what we fuel our body with really matters. And Ritual has no shady stuff. They're committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. And I tolerate them so well. Let's get those gaps in our diet filled. Right now, Ritual's offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash living and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash living. Now let's get back to Kale's. Occasionally it's spontaneous, right? Like we used to love that that's something that changed as parents. Like I, we really liked morning sex. That was like our thing. And this is so funny. I don't know if I've ever talked about this in such great detail, <laughs> but then that goes away when your kid's waking up, waking you up. And oh, yeah. occasionally like he's hit a stride of like sleeping in sometimes, like occasionally he'll sleep till like eight 30. And I'm like, oh. so we'll wake up before him naturally. And we're like, and it's kind of like fun. It feels spontaneous because it's out of the norm now. So it's different. You know, so that actually totally... starts walking because then they start walking in. And so now I'm like, wait, does our lock work? <laughs> Are we okay? Yeah, I'm going to need a lock for our door. Yeah. At least totally his room is lock. directly above us and the stairs, like we can hear it, it. He doesn't walk down the stairs yet or get up. He's in a crib. Like, but eventually when that happens, we'll definitely hear him coming. But right. Yeah, I'm, that's terrifying. Yeah. I think it's every parent's nightmare. <laughs> let's let's segue and childs. <laughs> yeah, and childs. Let's segue into your relationship after having kids now. So you guys were married for a while before having kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you were really able to like set this foundation that a lot of people don't get that, right? Like I feel like you guys could figure out your communication, your love style, all these different types of things. And then out comes a baby. And so what would you say has been the biggest change in your relationship since having a kid? That is a very great, great question. I would say definitely the sex life part is one of the biggest changes and communication because there's just less time. We're an odd couple. We spend 99% of our lives together because we tour together. He writes from home or, you know, we just are around each other all the time. And in the past we work together. I do all his like, visual design, like kind of creative direct, a lot of things in his career. And so we work together. And so it's weird to not have the space to just freely talk and figure that stuff out without being like, oh my gosh, our kid's about to jump off the couch or like, (laughs) you know, it's just harder or like he has meetings and I have to find a sitter or I don't get to be a part of it. And so that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. A weird transition, but yeah, we got to lay a really good foundation. We like dug a really deep well that we still draw from, you know, like renews us when we're tired. We invested a lot in us, but even still, like, even if you didn't get that chance to do that, 
once you have a kid, everything is redefined anyway. So it's not like it was funny. I saw uh, our Christmas card from 2018 yesterday. I was like opening a planner and somehow it slid in there. And I was like, whoa, I don't even because he's our son. Remington's not in the picture. I was like, I feel like I don't even know those people. And I was like, where? I was like, where's Remington? This is so weird. Like, why is he not in this picture? (laughs) I don't know. And I, you can't go back to those people anyway. So it, it doesn't really change a ton. Like I do think we draw from, and we got, we did get a great foundation, but either way, we can't go back to that foundation. We're on the second, we're on the first story, you know? So it is interesting that that has shifted for sure, but we're both really go with the flow people. So we're like, well, you just pivot and, and we pivot together. And I, I picked him because I thought he'd be a great dad and he really is. So that helps so much. Like he is, it is not just me as the parent and like, Hey, will you babysit our kid? Like he parents our kid. Because are such a great team in so many aspects, but I love watching you now as parents too, because it really is both of you. Like I noticed some mornings you're like, oh, Russell's getting him up. Or like one day I was out of town and Tyler had Atlas and Atlas and Remington are the same age, by the way, for those listening. Yeah. Just like, two weeks apart. Little they're cute. two weeks apart. They might be a little size difference. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. I mean, I, I, I birthed Buddy the Elf, so I don't. Your kid is very normal size. Mine is the abnormal one here. Oh my God. He's so cute. I'm obsessed. But like the guys had a little date with Remington and Atlas and the dads and it was so cute. And I'm like, it's, I love watching dads be dads and like do it without the mom because it just is the sweetest thing for some reason. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yeah. I was on like a little girl's trip. You were. Like it was my college friends or something. And yeah, Russ was like, Tyler, (laughs) Tyler came over today. I was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard. So it was like our house was a disaster, but whatever. <laughs> I still remember that. I was like, oh, that house was not presentable. I guarantee it because <laughs> I hadn't been home in days. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but there's something about that too. I think that's a testament to both of you in the sense that like to let to let our partners step in to do yeah. those types of things, we have to step back and we yeah. have to allow them to get their footing in the own, in their own way, what that looks like. And it's so hard sometimes, but that's the only way that that confidence builds and they feel good about it. They're excited. And so. Yeah. I remember adorable. that distinctly when Remington was a baby and like watching Russell change a diaper or burp him or something, I intentionally refrained from being like, no, do it this way. No, do it. I was like, he's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't here, he'd have to figure this out. And, and he did. And he like, I didn't, I didn't change a single to his credit. I didn't change a single diaper for an entire week because a doctor friend of ours, he was like, bro, there is 5% that you can do. She has 95%, but do 100% of that 5%. And, and he did. And so I wasn't standing over there being like, change the diaper this way. I was like, I am thrilled. Like, I don't care if that thing is on backwards, upside down, inside out, he's doing it. And, and it really did exactly what you're saying. It taught him he's confident. He's very confident as a dad and he's an incredible dad. And I'm so grateful. I didn't like micromanage his every move. Cause I think that would have deterred him for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be channeling Kaylee for like the next week of when I want to step in and say something, Jess, do not do it. Do not do it. The long game. Do not do it. And that's one of those things I like learned from being around guys all the time too, is like most of them are words of affirmation. 
surprisingly enough. And so when they're doing a great job, tell them. And that will just like boost them to like want to do it again and do more of it. And I need to be better. But my husband's probably listening. He's like, you know, I'm words of affirmation and you don't give them to me enough. So I'm calling myself out. (laughs) But he he really does it. You can see their demeanor shift when you like praise them or call them up. And I remember even when we were dating, the things that I knew he wasn't doing, like I knew he was called to be a leader, even though he wasn't leading. And I would tell him, like I would call him up to things. I would be like, babe, you're such a great leader before I even saw him as a leader. And he like rose to the occasion. I forgot I did that. That just reminded me of that. I don't know. (laughs) I just, I was like, I know you're called to be all of these things. And so I just called him, called it out in him. And, and he really did. He had confidence in the things that he was like shying away from. And he really did become all of those things. So true. You have a special intuition too. Kaylee has a gift for that. Very nice. You've got a curiosity and intuition that is just striking. Absolutely striking. Kaylee, you talked about how you are such a collaborative part of Russell's career and you always have been. And, and I don't even think you gave yourself enough credit because for everyone listening, I mean, she did his music videos, like filmed them. She thought about the whole production of it, everything. She has been such a huge driving force in his career. And he's a country music star as well, by the way. (laughs) So there's a lot that goes along with that and being a wife to that. It's just like, it's nonstop really. And now you're a mom and now you have your own podcast, Coffee with Kaylee, which is so good. And how is that now? I mean, I feel like there's a lot going on now. You just got thrown into motherhood, Coffee with Kaylee and Russell's now on tour again. So how is that going? It is going great. Well, I'm on a hiatus on our, I'm doing season. So it's not like all year. I couldn't commit to that yet. I was like, I think I'm going to like this. I need to be sure that I'm going to like this. But fortunately, I mean, Remington and Atlas were both born September, 2020. So I had almost a full year of year. What is this? It's 2022, almost a year and a half of us not touring, not doing all those things. Mm-hmm. that I really, we got like calibrated as a family. We know who we are like without the madness. So like, even when you add it in, we'll be able to tell, oh, we need to like refocus. We're not getting enough time with him. We're not getting enough time with each other. Like we have our baseline. So we know if we're off kilter, that there's something to get back to, you know? Mm-hmm. So fortunately the podcast has been really easy for me. I like love it. I love doing it. It's so good. Thank you. I was a professional coffee date person. Like I did that without it being a podcast. So now sitting down and like having an excuse to do it, especially as a new mom, I think has been really good for me because I wouldn't have made the plans to do that. And those conversations so far have brought so much healing to me too. And like, like they like energize me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I like having coffee with people and I love getting to know people's stories and like going deep and having real conversations with people. And so I think it's been fun. And now the long-term goal always was to have coffee on the road, like with the fans. And just because I've always wanted to do that and like have like kind of, a, I guess, a meet and greet of they show up, I have coffee there, we sit down, Q&A, get to like hug and hang out. And this weekend's the first weekend that I get to do that. 
So that was kind of like the catalyst of the podcast anyway. I was like, well, I have coffee so cool. with friends and then I'll like get to make friends on the road. And so, yeah, it's a lot to balance. My mom tours with us, which has been a godsend and a lifesaver. Just we tried to do it just us because we finally, for the first time, we toured with the band in a van, then in a van with little baby bunks. And then uh, we shared a bus with Ryan Hurd. <laughs> like we have had a journey to like getting a tour bus. We like kissed the ground when we stepped foot on our first tour bus, even though we were sharing it with Ryan Hurd. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. And we finally, we waited to have kids until we could see a second bus on the horizon because we didn't want to separate. Uh, kind of our saying was, we're not going to multiply us if it'll divide us. And so we waited until we could afford a second bus, which is a major financial like investment. Like he, I really appreciate that Russ values that. Like he always promised that when we were friends and starting to date. Cause I was like, I want no part of this. Like I know who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. And I just want a good husband and dad. Like, I don't care if you're famous. Like I would prefer someone not famous. And at the time he definitely was not famous and he's still, you know, he's on the come up, but it was a whole thing. And, and he's really like stuck to his word. He was like, no, I'm taking my family on the road. Like, I don't want to be away from you. And so we do. And now we tried to do it by ourselves. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, we finally have a whole bus to just us. Like we can have open and honest conversations and business conversations. And it's hard when you're surrounded by like, quote unquote, employees, but they're also like our best friends. I'm like, well, there's just some things we can't talk about in front of them, you know? So it was so exciting. And we tried to do it by ourselves. (laughs) That was a mistake because bedtime is during the show. So I was like putting him down. I was like asking like random police officers to stand outside our bus. I was like, can you make sure no one steals my kid? And like, like this is, this is, this is a disaster. <laughs> and then, and then we'd be up to like midnight because he doesn't go like on stage until nine. And then uh, there's the baby six something in the morning crying. And I was like two or three nights in a row. I was like, I can, we cannot do this. Yeah. So having my mom on the road is incredible. And so she does the bedtime and morning shift. And then we get to hang out with them all day. And she's obviously there helping if we need, but I couldn't balance everything without her help. I mean, she comes over and babysits during the week. So does Russ's mom. We are spoiled rotten. We have the grandparents here. I have two brothers here and they, I have nieces that are about to be able to babysit, which is going to be so great. Oh so my I'm a big, I'm a huge advocate for family babysitting, even if, they're not great with kids or whatever. Like at some, they raised you, right? Like they can't be that bad with kids. I just, you know, I love it. I'm so grateful that we have them here. I know. What a blessing that they're so close. Mm-hmm. It really is. They like nowadays, take like four turns and they're at our house. I'm like, this is the best thing <laughs> in the world. And it's not common in today's world because everyone's so spread out, right? Yeah. Like, right. Families aren't in their little unit. Like when we go to Africa, you know, families are in one hut. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. But then in, in the States, it's like everyone's dispersed, you know, yeah. the moms in New York, sisters in California. And it's just, yeah. it's not the same as it used to be. So that's really special. You have that. Yeah. We, yeah. I'm so grateful. We want to wrap up with a fun game. I'm ready. You or Russ, which one you'll just answer one of the questions. Uh, okay. Is, is this more you or is this more Russ? Okay. All right. Who's the competitive one? Me. <laughs> For sure. who's, who's the dancer? 
Russ. <laughs> he's a very good dancer. He's like, boy can twerk. <laughs> he really Seriously, though. <laughs> I feel like Remington can twerk too. Yes, I feel like he he's got the moves. He does. He does this head bob like on B. It cracks me up. Oh, I love him. Well, you kind of answered this, but who said I love you first? Oh, Russ, technically. Actually, and he said it on accident a couple of times. And I was like, did you? And he just like kind of kept walking. I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to let it slide. Who is more likely to get up with Remy at night? Ooh, that's a great question. So like in the middle of the night? Yeah. Yes. It's me. Yes. This is one that I actually really want to know. Who's got the cleaner car? <laughs> Neither of us. <laughs> Every time I see Haley Hubbard's car, I'm like, how, how do you have children? And how, how is this real life? Uh, I'd say him. Mine is a tornado. It's terrible. <laughs> there's like returns. There's goodwill from like a pile that's been in there for two months. Like that's my car. First to apologize. Oh, we're both pretty good about that. Neither of us like fighting. And we heard there was like a sermon we listened to once that was like, would you rather be one O-N-E? Or the one who won. And we were always like, it's better to be one. And we think there's like a secret blessing <laughs> if you're the first to apologize. So we kind of <laughs> like race to apologize first. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, no, I'm so sorry. I said it first. Yeah, we, bo- we both are pretty good about that. Who's more romantic? Russell, for sure. He really is a romantic. Yeah, he really is. Like he writes all these real, and I'm not words of ass. So words of affirmation. I always shorten it, but he'll write all these beautiful songs. And I have to like process like what he has just said. He was like, did you like it? And I'm like, yeah. And then I listen to the lyrics more and I'm like, oh, wow, that was really sick. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. And I'm just like, but I know you do like that, but thanks. Like I just, yeah, he's the romantic for sure. So cute. Who takes longer to get ready? Me. Definitely me. I mean, naturally. And his hair is like short or he just goes on a hat and He's, he always gets mad because I'm an Enneagram three. So I like leave the house with tinted moisturizer and mascara. Like I never just like leave the house. And he's like, will you stop? You look great. And he's like, let's go. And I like, I always take too long for him. And I'm literally throwing my hair in a pony and putting like tinted moisture on. And it takes, that takes too long for him. Right. Can you imagine if, if we were the type to like curl our hair every day, put lashes on because. No, no, no. no. He wouldn't, he you. wouldn't have kept, he wouldn't have kept dating me if that was the case. You know? I actually, I actually look at anyone that's a parent that does that. I'm like, I just, I, I just need to like live a day in your life. Like, I just want to know how this actually happens. Yes. How, 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 how I will. I, never did. Know. I did used to get my lashes done and I kind of want to start doing that again because it, first of all, I got out of the house. It was like my, it was like a me time thing. And I would go get my nails done the same day. You know, I had like a thing and I did really like that because I've, felt very put together. And all I really had to do was tinted moisture and leave. And I liked that, but I haven't done that in a long time. You know, the pandemic happened, et cetera. But I did really, I did really enjoy that. Not the like put fake lashes on every day. I can't even do those ever. Like even award shows, I can't put those on myself. I'm like, how do people do this every day? But the ones that they do it for you, I like that. And I, I had some girl that was like, she's local and she's always given me the same price she had from like, eight years ago, not eight years ago, but like a while ago. And so I'm like, well, this isn't even that crazy expensive. So I think I'm going to go back and do it. Bring the lashes back. I'm into it. Bring the lashes back. Sorry. This is not five minutes. I'm very <laughs> long-winded answers. <laughs> I love these answers. Who spoils Remy the most? Oh, my mom. 
<laughs> the grandmas, <laughs> but he, they're not in the option. Uh, it's me. Yeah, it's probably me. Yeah. So cute. Mama. Who does Remy look like? Oh, oh, that's me. You. He's, he's my twin, but Buddy the Elf. Like he's tall and big like Russ was as a kid, but his face is my face. Yeah. So cute. He's freaking adorable. Who sings more lullabies? Hmm. Russ. And not even just lullabies, like if he's fussy or something, like if Russ starts singing at all, or I just put his music on in the car, he stops crying. It'll be like radio will be on. Does this happen for y'all? Like, he, like Remington yes. has music taste. Like he'll start crying at songs that I don't like either. <laughs> and then Russ will come on and he'll just stop crying. And I'm like, what is this? Crazy. They like know their voice. They know. And now he started being like, if his songs aren't going to be like, dead, 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 dead. Like he knows it's him. I'm like, I can't handle that. That's, that's just, that makes your heart burst. Yeah, that's too much. Too much. That's too much. Okay, last question. A good one to end on. What's your favorite thing about Russ? Oh, that every day is the best day of his life. Like he says that every day and actually means it. Like I don't take offense. I'm like, it wasn't our wedding day. I'm like, no, just every day to him is the best day. Like it takes a lot for that guy to have a bad day and he's had some bad days and he still, it's not a bad day. You know, he's just like an optimist. Everyone's like favorite hype person. Everyone loves selling him good news. Cause he gives you like a reaction. Like he celebrates other people. He's yeah. not like it's, he's just the best to like, one of my friends is pregnant. She's like, don't tell Russell. I need to tell, I want to see his react. I need his reaction. You know, I love that about him. Yeah. Oh, he's so the best. Nice. Well, that's so true because we literally want to go everywhere with you guys. And anytime we go on a trip, we're like, can you guys come? (laughs) (laughs) Even when we first like, well, we did first meet prior to me meeting Tyler. And then when Tyler and I got together, then we were like, okay, now we have to go on trips together and we would go on trips together. And it was like, this is the best trip ever. And it's because we had Kaylee and Russell with us. (laughs) We could have gone to middle of nowhere. We did actually. We went on like, they would come on tour with us some weekends and we'd be on a bus together. And it was just like the best trip ever. Even if we we were like Cracker Barrel for breakfast. Yes. It was just the best ever. Always. Yeah. Russ really does carry that. Like wherever he is, it's always the best and like the most fun time of your life. You both do. You both do. And Obviously, we could talk to you forever because I love you guys so much and I love your podcast so much. And I'm so glad I can't even tell you how many people I'm like, here's your resource, here's your resource, passing it along. But I'm very glad that you and Tyler found each other because Lord knows I was there for some of the ex girlfriends and they were fine and great. We love you if you listen to this, but you and Tyler were made for each other, you know? And when that happened, I was like, oh, yes, I love her. And hanging out with her is very fun. Oh, so, thanks, Kale. I'm so glad y'all found each other too. Me too. Every day we're like, I think we really were made for each other. Like, yes. it, and how lucky we are to have found our soulmate. Yeah, that's right. Here's that's to right. soulmates. Here's to soulmates on this Valentine's Day episode. Yes. Well, Kales, we love you. I want to have you on again soon because we have a hundred million other things to talk about. I love it. I can't wait. I'm here for it. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. Please follow the show, rate, and don't hesitate to write a little review. We also have a voicemail box you can call to ask us any questions, tell us the topics you'd like covered, or just share where you're struggling and how you could use some extra support. Call 833-444-FULL or 833-444-3855. We want to hear from you. And tune in every Monday for a new episode of Meaningful Living. 
And if you're looking for more ways to live a meaningful life, follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com. And don't forget with two L's. Can't wait to see you next week.